Welcome to What's On Your Mind. My name is Peter Snowaert and today I give you Arvid de Koster. He's the CEO and co-founder of WeGroup. It's a startup in the insurance space. Actually, Arvid studied history. He dropped out and he, he dropped out because he was selling insurances, making lots of money and a little bit cocky. He started also his own company, WeGroup. Now, the company already exists three and a half years and he's sharing all his lessons or even failures that he's learned. And also he's very authentic with the techniques that he's applying is also in his personal life. Now, this uh, this special guest has been referred to by Michael Humblet and I'm very grateful, Michael, for referring me. Arvid, now enjoy this great, authentic no bullshit conversation with Arvid de Koster. Bye-bye. Welcome to What's on Your Mind with Peter Snowart. Every week a guest talks about his or her story, and that story can inspire you to change your own. Here's Peter. Hi, Arvid. Hey, uh, Peter. Thanks for having me. Is, uh, is Arvid, is that the right pronunciation in English? <laughs> yeah, Arvid, uh, Arvid, A, whatever you want. Uh. A, <laughs> what a cliche, what a cliche. Thanks for coming over. Thanks I mean, um, yeah. Now, where do we start? We start in the past. Okay. I saw on your LinkedIn that you graduated, or how do you say that? They have a major in history. Is that, correct? That's correct. Well, uh, I didn't graduate, to be honest. So uh, I, I uh, you dropped out. I dropped out. Yeah, I'm uh, one of those uh, one of those guys. I uh, I remember I was doing my masters and I was also working as a, as an insurance salesman. And at a certain point, I felt that I that I knew it all, and that I would never do something with uh, with history or become a history teacher. Uh, well, it's never that you open the paper and that a company says we're looking for a historian, right? So it's not like I had the feeling that I could really do something with it. And at a certain point, I believed that I was well really good at at doing the sales at the in the insurance company that that I was working for. And uh, well, at a certain point, I got to youthfully arrogance or how do you say that mm -hmm. um, that I, I was sitting in, in the classroom or in the in the auditorium in, mm -hmm. at the university and I was looking at the professor and I say well if I'm now selling insurance products I make more than you do yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. wasting my time over <laughs> here cookie right? cookie the ego <laughs> of a young man the now, ego of a young now, man yeah. why in the hell did you then study uh, history would you then I don't know studied finance or something or, or, or I'm going to rephrase my question When did you start selling insurance yeah. and why actually? Because just of the money? Yeah, well, to be honest, to answer both questions, I started off history because I always, I've always been the kind of person where I said, okay, if I really want to do something, I'll just do it and I'll see where it gets me, right? So when I graduated from high school, I was like, okay, I find history very interesting. Uh, although my family was like, oh, wouldn't you be, you're a good talker, so you have to become a lawyer, right? Go to law school. That was basically, that's what everybody says, right? And then other people said to do economics or finance mm -hmm. or things like that. Uh, they already knew I was not going to to become a doctor so that's usually the three <laughs> things your parents want to become a lawyer mm -hmm. a doctor or a, or a or, teacher or a teacher or a teacher yeah um so yeah I, i i choose history and i said okay i'll see where it gets me and at a certain point i think i was in his second year of university back then uh, yeah i was i was 20 years old um i met a guy 
was like very fluent and he was like he was actually uh, he was a student too but he was always wearing a suit and like it was it was actually very strange he didn't really belong in like the uh, uh, fraternity and typical mm-hmm. student environment that uh, that I was in and at uh, a late hour at some point I was actually I addressed him and I was like dude why are you always wearing the suit i mean what what's what's the thing with that and he said well i actually always come from work i'm basically always working so we started talking and it turned out he uh, he sold insurance and he actually sold the idea of selling insurance to me so he was really good at that he uh, he recruited me it was well you were from hamburg meinheim yes ergo ergo insurance yeah, so okay. the, the the previous hamburg meinheimer indeed so a very b2c hard sales hard selling organization um, and he sold the idea to me and in the beginning it was it was about uh, obviously it was about making money but it was also about doing something new like being 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 challenged again i felt like after two years of university obviously i still liked my studies but 80% of my time was spent at the bar and and, and, and with friends and, and, and that first sales conversation i mean <laughs> how did you do it weren't you nervous i was i was terribly nervous yeah the idea with uh, with humber uh, manheimer uh, ergo was that you start selling to your friends and your family yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- those are the first people you call uh, and obviously i i tried my 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 conversation uh, quite a few times with my mom and she said to me well i never buy that product from you but <laughs> okay. you can test as much as you can And so that's what I did. I started addressing. I started addressing uh, potential clients. The first thing that I learned over there, and it's something that that I still uh, uh, use today, is I was very bad at qualification. So even okay. even before going to clients, the the or doing the sales presentation, the qualifying of those clients that was terrible. I think 50 or 60% percent of the prospects that I went to were still students. We sold uh, uh, pension funds and 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 yeah. saving plans. So obviously nothing that a student would ever buy, right? Um, so yeah, my qualifying was terrible. And then the very first sales conversation was indeed like they would describe it in the movies, right? I had like these uh, clammy hands, like sweaty hands. And, and I was very nervous and I actually it was way too soon as well. I didn't really start new, new about my stuff. I didn't know about insurance. So I just had like one script that I memorized by heart. And as soon as they asked the question, I, I, well, I completely lost it. Um, and I do remember because people always ask me when I tell the story, they were like, oh yeah, but maybe you got lucky and you sold the first deal yeah, or the second typical. deal and you go, but that is actually not true. It took me about four months or five months to actually sell my first deal. And I still remember that there were other young students in our sales organization mm-hmm. as well. And they were selling the first deal or the second deal. or So they, they came into the office and we had like a big screen where I said, oh, this guy, he made that many, it was in, in points. So each sale was worth a, a, an amount of points that was then worth an amount of, of mm-hmm. euros in commission, right? So they, they all were like, okay, after the first meeting, this guy sold that much uh, euros and this guy made a deal. That, and I was like always first month zero, second month zero, third month zero, you know? So everybody was already thinking that I would give up quite soon because, mm-hmm. well, not selling in the beginning when you are 100% paid in commission is usually where people uh, fall off. I also didn't fit in the organization. I had very long hair. I played in a metal band as well back in the day. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I was not your typical insurance salesman, right? And I, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people in the organization were already betting on when I would actually stop, but I really wanted to make that sale. And what, what, what keeps you going? Because, yeah, I mean... I think because it, because you had to like Michael and Black calls it the lake of rejection. Yes, you had to yeah you had to uh, get a lot of no's before to getting that exactly. yes. Exactly. Eh? 
Exactly. And I did get a lot of no's both at, and when I was calling and trying to make the appointments as well uh, as when I was like trying to actually sell the product. But the thing was, I, I think... I didn't really have anything to lose, right? I was still at university. I I, mm. I wanted to make money, but I didn't need the money. You know, I got my 50 euros each week from my mom to mm-hmm. uh, survive at university, of which 99% went to the bar and 1% <laughs> went to uh, lasagnas in the Aldi. Yeah, so. and uh, maybe, <laughs> and, 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 and especially the Monday and the Tuesday of the beginning of the week. Exactly. It was gone. It was, yeah, the best days were indeed Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> uh, and then I studied uh, on uh, on Thursday and Friday. I went home very early. So uh, yeah, but that was indeed what it, what it was. But I didn't really have anything to lose so it was like okay i i I like the idea it's also it was my first professional experience i mean back in high school i worked like at at restaurants and things like that but i felt like a real person you know i mean a real person maybe sounds a little bit strange but all of a sudden i was the guy in the suit too and i liked that idea you know i saw how people around me were well, looking successful or... Oh, yeah. Is that what you... I, I was looking up to them in the... Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So, um, And now? Because you don't, you're not wearing a suit today. No. I was expecting to have a suit here. <laughs> not at all. Not a tie. My days of suit and tie are, uh, are long past me. Uh, yeah, but back in the day, that was what I was looking up to. You know, I, it was Typical my idea end. of a successful businessman, how he looked like. And it was... You know, I, I, I always enjoyed, uh, uh, I've always been an extroverted pe- person, if that, if that makes sense, right? So I, I enjoyed being in the, the center of attention a little bit, right? Like, like that. And I still enjoy that. So it's, I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, but at it. the same time, because I know you now for quite some time, quite some time, a couple of months, and, or you are faking it all the way, but I really think you deep, deep dime, deep, deep inside. You're a genuine nice person. <laughs> I, I don't see you as a shark unless I'm so wrong about you. I, I wouldn't say that being sharky means that you are not a nice person. So, uh, that's, that's maybe but, two uh, different uh, things. Uh, yeah. Nice, but also a good person. I think you really want to do good also. Of course. When I, I'm obviously like, and a lot of people ask me, why, not, why are you doing what you were doing? Obviously. And I, I, I would never say that I am doing it right now, for example, our startup, our company, uh, for the money and, and we're doing good, but I genuinely, uh, want to make a difference in our industry. I want to yeah, help our clients. And of course, then also there comes a the money when there comes an exit, which is, of course. which is normal, but so is the journey. It's it's, ju- the it's journey is the journey for me is important and that maybe well to answer your question maybe that makes me look like the nice guy obviously but I think that inside our sales organization a lot of people would, would describe me maybe a little bit more sharky but is it, it I've, yeah, I, I do think so, but it, well, you have to know when you can be sharky and you have to know when you can uh, okay. be arrogant. And yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's, it's definitely not playing a role if that is the question. So yeah, yeah. Playing a part, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, then you worked six or seven years into, um, yeah, into, for these, uh, ins- insurance yes. companies or like reinsurance is actually the term, I believe. Um, and at what certain point of time did you say, I mean, you, your parents are they entrepreneurs? No, no, not at all. Uh, they were. Uh, I have to say that, and uh, I'm terribly sorry, mom, if you're hearing this. But I dropped out of uh, university way earlier than I actually told my parents, so they had no idea that I was still subscribed uh, at the <laughs> university. Uh, but that was basically it. So uh, I was uh, registered as a student entrepreneur, as they call it nowadays. But it's uh, some kind of uh, deal that you can make that you can postpone your exams and things like that. So I first postponed them two times, and then I was really honest to myself and didn't go to the exam anyway. But um, so yeah, that w- that was the deal. Um, and are they, are they now proud of you, your parents? 
They are. They are, well. I I'd like to believe they are. Obviously, yeah. I very hope so. Uh, yeah, okay. I very much hope so. But um, yeah, they they didn't really know. And obviously, your parents they always want to protect you in a way, right? So obviously, my mom uh, when I was going to work for this this insurance company, and I said I wanted to go full time because at some point I had to admit that mom, I don't think I will graduate. Like I don't think that we will have the party for my diploma. It's not going to happen. And to throw uh, that hat in. And the to air. throw that hat. So we're not throwing hats. Uh, and for Unfortunately, and obviously, I mean, she wants to protect me. What if you don't like it? And what if this happens? And that? Mm -hmm. So she was, but I, I, I really didn't care. I was already doing well. I was already doing at that point. I but you knew when you started to regroup, you, you know, this is, this ignites me. This is on fire. This will, this will happen. This is the thing. Although I don't know exactly the product or the target group, but, mm -hmm. and how, what was the trigger to, to start that company? Yes. What was, was, Because then you could also go another route. But why? Why yeah. did you want to start your own company? Actually, and that's a, it's a it's a very good question because if I would have stayed in insurance as a sales executive, I would have probably made uh, lots of made lots of money, money. And but the satisfaction wouldn't wouldn't mm. have been there for me. I was confronted with. I started as uh, as a, as a salesperson myself, mm -hmm. but after uh, two years, two and a half years, I was leading my my very first salespeople. So I had a sales team of about six or seven. Uh, people, so I, I was becoming more of a, a sales coach rather yeah. than actually a sales executive um, or an account executive, and. Um Yeah, they, I, I was confronted with the, with the, the problems in the market every day. So yep. uh, the end customer who said, I don't really trust my insurance company. And if I pay my entire life and then I have a claim and it will never be paid out and I, they're, they're just going to fuck me over, pardon my French. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yeah, that was really what, it, and I was like, Yeah, there, there should be a solution to this all, right? And then, as, as of by a miracle, one of the guys in my team, and it's actually a very funny story, he was an engineer, but he wanted to become more uh, extra. He was a very introverted engineer mm -hmm. and wanted to become more extroverted. And I sold an insurance plan to him, and he's, he called me the next day, and I said, I want to be like you. I want to be able to convince people just like that. Um, I want to work for you. So it's really, it, it feels almost like some sort of a Wolf of Wall Street story, but it all, it, it really, really <laughs> happened like that. And I didn't really feel it i was like yeah maybe it's not going to be your thing and he said well you'll have to hire me and i was like well it's 100 commission so basically i can but i have to put my time into you to train you and this and he said yeah because i already quit my job so it's actually uh it's actually 100 we are going to do this so i was obviously Whoa. charmed by the way that he that he brought it to me and he was an engineer and from the very first day on we we, we started thinking of how can we make this more efficient how could we use for example in the future well not really how could we use technology but he was always saying oh there are technology solutions that would make this sales process so much easier mm. so much more efficient and he was explaining me about things like artificial intelligence yeah. which i for me was was the stuff of star wars and other science yeah. fiction movies so i never heard about uh, things like that before um and at a certain point we said okay we we well Either we are going this way, we're, we're, we're just stopping to going to stop and talk about it, or we are going to move this way and we need to start our own company. And we decided to actually, uh, yeah, start our own company together. And, and from that point on, uh, yeah, we group was born. So uh, that, that was the wow. story. So he's, you're the co-founder and he's the other one. 
co-founder. Well, uh, that is also a very, a very uh, tough story. We uh, we started off together. Um, he so he was the CTO, I was the CEO, okay. basically. If you want, well, we were only the two of us. So <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you want to put a C uh, C uh, yeah, yeah, level okay. on it, whatever. Um, and um, well, it, it worked out very well in the in the beginning. But it turned out after a while that he the, the stress that we were going through at that point was not really his thing. You know, he's he's a he's a good entrepreneur and he's still a good friend of mine uh, today. And he just he does great things, but we were in a very very difficult difficult position, right? Because of I mean, cash flow and getting customers. Because of cash flow, indeed, stable we, product and things like that. Exactly, we started off as a B two C product, so in the first two months, we uh, we wasted all the money that we had on on trying to do marketing. It was not coming out. We were we we didn't have any focus, so we basically were at the point where we had no customers and no cash, and it was looking very very bad. Um, and for him, it, it got a little bit too uh, too tough. Um, by that time, there was also a, a third co-founder who joined the party, so a, a CFO, more a financial uh, type of guy. Um, and we started to to look for solutions, even to the point where the CFO said, "Well, I'm not sure if this will if this will work out if we're if we're getting there." And that's actually the point where we said, "Okay, I'm." Um, I'm dropping out. Sorry, I, I I can't really take it. I feel it's weighing too much on my personal level as well. Uh, he was about to get married at that time, and it was. Uh, I mean, I think he was getting a tough time at, at home as well. Uh, I actually got single in the same month, but I I choose the other way. Uh, so uh, that's basically how it went. Um, so yeah, very very tough times, and we we parted ways as friends. And our very first employee, who was also an engineer, he uh, he actually stepped up. Still a student back then, took the CTO role. Is that um, Sebastian? No, Bjorn. Bjorn. Oh, Bjorn. Uh, okay. yeah. uh, Sebastian was the second, uh, okay. the second employee that we have. So Bjorn was the first one. He took the CTO uh, role later on. He also uh, he also invested. So he, he joined in the first uh, in the first uh, round. Uh, well, with very creative and ways. So. Now, after how long does We uh, Group now exist? Uh, three and a half years. Yeah, so three and a half. Okay. Years. And if you look back now, um, of all the people you hired, um, the first you did yourself. I mean. How did you hire? Did you hire based on values or competencies or attitudes? What are the things that you learned yeah. there that you that you made? I would say mistakes. Yeah. Or, or you look at how much pressure does somebody yeah. can handle, or his social life, or or age, or wh how do you do that? Well, the thing is, we started our very first hire after the two uh, the two engineers. Um, so the two guys who are basically at the at mm -hmm. the foundation of uh, of we group they, do, as they well. are developers, eh? They they are, they are developers, mm -hmm. Sebastian and Bjorn. Uh, but the very first hire after that one was actually an HR manager. So okay, the thing that we the reason that we did that was that we saw that. Um, if we wanted to hire development uh, people or engineers, mm -hmm. we would probably never be able to pay them as much as, uh, for example, a, a big four company or, or, or okay. Showpad or whatever uh, would be able to. So if, I thought like the thing that we can really make the difference is by bringing company culture that is, that is really, really, well, good because people want to work at startups. It's a hype. And we need somebody to actually do the hires, recognize that these people fit in the team and to guard that, that yeah, company yeah, yeah. culture. Uh, culture exactly. That purpose-driven mission thing. Exactly, uh, exactly. That fun part. Exactly. So yeah. that's why when Wouter, our uh, our HR manager, uh, joined up, and he actually built up the, the, the culture. And, and how did you recruit Wouter? 
Maybe was it somebody you know knew? Yes, he was. No, our CFO knew him, uh, and he was actually uh, he was in uh, a corporate psychologist, uh, but he was working uh, at the, at the bar in Ghent uh, back at that day. Uh, so uh, there was like a, a huge opportunity. Uh, he still uh, makes cocktails now at We Group too, uh, from time to time. So uh, it was definitely not for nothing that he that he worked at the bar, but. Um, yeah, no, we came, we came at that, uh, at that point. He was brought into the company and he started building it together with, uh, with the founders actually. Um, and that worked out really, really great. So I would say that our hiring process from the very beginning was very good. We hired really, really good profiles. I'm actually, well. I, it's, it's also being a bit lucky, but luck is a part of the game as well, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. But our first, I would say, 10 hires were actually really good. They're still with us uh, today. Wow. Uh, they're uh, they're doing great stuff. They're all uh, stepped up their game because they were all basically students when they joined up. Uh, but now they stepped up their game. They are our uh, our our mid and, and top level management and they really developed themselves as, as being, even though most of them are engineers, so more introverted people mm-hmm. usually as well, but they stepped up as being really real people managers and, and leader of people and well, entrepreneurs actually. and entrepreneurs actually or entrepreneurs whatever you want to call yeah. it uh, within our uh, within our company so uh, that was that was great so I wouldn't say that we made great mistakes in the in the hiring process yet where we made the the greatest mistakes when it comes to HR it's in the in the firing process we you fire too late we fire way too late, yeah. Still, up till today, it's still a challenge. We try to uh, uh, repurpose people if we see that mm-hmm. it's not a that it's not a match, and and it's usually it's it's not always a, a matter of the fact that they are not skilled enough, but they don't mix up with the, the with the team fit, good enough, or, or they don't the fit is not is simply not there, uh, or and that is sometimes even harder. The fit is very much there, yeah, but yeah. there is a, a problem with skill, and then we try to find a new uh, no. purpose or a no. new role for them in the company. And that is the mistake that we made a little bit, uh, a little bit too often. It's it's very hard. Yeah. Um, so you hired first an engineer, a developer, then an HR manager, mm-hmm. and the sales. Did you was it then first sales guys or girls that you hired or marketing? Um, because you are a sales guy, I, I I assume that you the first deals, the first customers, exactly. you sold yourself. Exactly, I would say that the first. Uh, 2025 20, SME deals that because we pivoted mm. along the way from yeah, B2C yeah. to B2B mm-hmm. um, and actually in B2C we never really made any customers so I, I always we obviously uh, uh, legally we started in 2017 but it's only in uh, in uh, uh, um, November 2018 that we did the pivot and for everybody in the company that's the start of WeGroup as yeah, we know it today yeah. right and the first uh, 2025 SME deals were, were done b- with myself so that was uh, about I would say uh, yeah between 5 to 10k of monthly recurring revenue something like that so just to to get the hang of it and obviously well nobody who can tell the story better than the fans yeah, of course and the passion right? and the passion to to bring it to the clients yeah um, so i didn't think that we really needed sales people very early on because mm-hmm. I thought okay I can do no. this so the first I think 10 hires or, or 8 hires something like that were all uh, apart from the HR guy were all uh, um, uh, development uh, profiles or engineering profiles and then we actually uh, hired our first and, sales and person. when was that then How, what, what was the trigger to hire the first because you were have spending too much time on the sales than being the CEO co-founder yeah. 
Exactly, exactly. The problem was that we were heading towards our uh, uh, pre-seed funding round, so I had a lot of time that actually went to... Uh, and then you to, need to sell the company. Exactly, you need to sell the company to, to, to the VCs, to, to the investors. And, uh, well, it was basically uh, angel investors mm -hmm. in our, well, in our very same, first eh? round. Exactly. Um, and, and it took a lot of time from, from me. And I felt that, okay, we are making the mistake that I've read about in books so many times. I'm putting too much time in the investment round and the sales is lacking behind. So that might be a huge issue. That, that, that is one of the, if you read the book of Jürgen Engels, okay. uh, that's yes. one of his key um, takeaways. Eh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a great book, by the way. I read it, yeah, uh, I, I read book. it, I think in one day or something like yeah. that. It's one of the, because I'm a very... Uh, and do you also bought a Porsche? No, I didn't buy the Porsche. I I tried I tried to convince the the boards of buying me a Porsche, but uh, well, they didn't uh, they didn't take it. Uh, that story I find hilarious. Yeah, I'll try again in a couple of months. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> trying trying to commission your sales guys by giving them Porsche in the weekend. Yeah. Amazing. It is, but well, it is amazing, and I can I can imagine. Like I said, when I, when working at at Ergo uh, with, uh, uh, with uh, that would have worked there. One hundred percent sure it would have worked. These guys, even driving only to pick up a date in a Porsche, they would have yeah. went. To the moon and back yeah, for that so yeah, yeah. i can imagine that however in our organization i'm not sure if it would, uh, if it would work uh, it's it's not part of our of our culture like mm -hmm. the although we we also talk about uh, uh lambos we call it lamborghini culture yeah. sometimes uh, but the lambo become became some sort of a metaphor for reaching reaching the goal uh, yeah. or reaching the dream it's not that everybody wants to have a lamborghini i'm not a i'm not a big car man myself uh, for example um But it became as 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 a metaphor. So uh, yeah, like I was saying, uh, the 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 sales story, or where we hired the first uh, the first sales uh, person, was actually uh, uh, I think after half a year, something like that, that we were well. And was it then a trigger because you were starting conversations with investors that you meet? Exactly. Yeah, let's do it because exactly. I'm, this is n I cannot combine this exactly, two. exactly. And when you were talking earlier about making mistakes in uh, in in hiring, learning lessons, um, learning lessons is, is sounds better indeed, more diplomatic. That's right. Well, the, it's not diplomatic. It's just well, yeah. shifting your perspective. I mean, if you a failure sounds so yeah, it's the failure, but a lesson is something. Okay, exactly. We'll not do that again. Exactly, exactly. But uh, well, I'm I'm a very uh, I like everything around uh, American and, and Silicon Valley type of startup and failing is very hot over there. Learn yeah from your failures so, fail, uh, fast. fail fast fail forward things like that so uh, well I'm, I have no problems at all calling it failing but whatever um, the, the the learnings that I that I took from that is that I'm a sales we hired a sales but indeed we should have hired uh, a marketing profile that is was it? really I really I really believe that we see that right after today we became because, because sorry to interrupt because uh, you would hire if you would do it again you would hire a marketing profile Because the sales was doing all the hard work about the, how do you say that, the preaching and then and spreading the word, evangelizing. That's mm -hmm. the word I was looking for. Um, and so he was basically doing sales and marketing because there were no leads coming in, correct? Exactly. That is, that is, that is the problem. The thing is that I came from a very sales-driven or hard mm -hmm. sales organization. Yeah. And I tried to rebuild what I learned there yeah. in my new organization. Yeah. So I was like, okay, guys, we got a cold call and our KPI is how many cold calls and then how many meetings. Meetings uh, and then how many closes? That's basically so. 
but that that means that the conversion rate you had with cold calling in a B2B market was much lower exactly. than expected. Exactly, exactly. And it is because we we again we didn't qualify our leads. We didn't we didn't have any leads coming in. So everything was was cold. There was no lead generation. And now actually a couple of months ago uh, we uh, we changed the entire process. Thanks so to we, Michael. Thanks to Michael Humble indeed yeah. who uh, who was a great help to us and uh, uh, enabling us who to see Who introduced me to you by the way. Who who introduced us exactly so, so, thank uh, you, Michael. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, Michael is good for a lot of things, apparently. <laughs> but um, exactly, and and there we saw that that lead generation or that lead machine actually uh, uh, needs to be spinning twenty four seven. It needs to be an oil machine, and that really works. And uh, if we look at our sales today, it's actually I'm not I'm not shy to admit that uh, the past four months are the first four months that we hit every target. So before that, we were doing good sales, but our targets were always high and we never really hit a target which was demotivating for our sales guys as well uh, obviously although we we had a, a healthy growth as a startup we were growing yeah but you, you did not know how to set the targets no. it's something you just say exactly you think it's going to be like this exactly and it's a kind of a hit and miss thing exactly exactly yeah but now for ex- we we still have to say we we simply said back in the past we want to triple our revenue mm-hmm. so uh triple triple double double the, the classic uh fist rule you could say uh, so we want to triple our uh, our revenue um and now is actually it looks like we are for the first year we're going we're going to actually do it and the um, secret behind that is that you hired then a marketing profile a good marketing growth hacker maybe some type guy and and when the time you hired that him or her it's a her right yeah yeah. um so so imagine that it is january you you hired her and then in in march you 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 exceeded your quota. Yeah. What, what what is the time there? How many months did it take to really see the effect of the marketing well, person? We, we already we already had her. So our first uh, our first mar- our marketing manager mm-hmm. uh, was already there. But in the first few months that she was on board, she was mainly doing things that were not really what she should have been doing. And because we said we we had her not not that it was her fault obviously, but we set the wrong goals. For example, she was uh, uh, being busy too much with the websites and not yeah. with, uh, okay. direct lead generation things like that. Um, so I would say that after we shifted our ID towards the uh, more content, um, yeah, content marketing machine, American styles of of, of marketing and sales, going from uh, a, a marketing qualified lead to an SQL to yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, all well the story that uh, everybody in sales uh, probably well or at least and the marketing and sales, so tips and sales uh, exactly typ- yeah. typically sales uh, models what we implemented. It went really, really fast. We started creating our content uh, in uh, November, December, something like that. We started uh, launching our content shortly after New Year 2021, so only three months, uh, three months ago. Uh, and exactly from the very first month on, uh, leads started to to flow in. Uh, we it was a lot easier. Our closing rates uh, uh, skyrocketed. It was way easier actually to, to to make an appointment or to get a meeting to actually close the deal. Whereas today we see that we are at closing rates of 50-60% for an account executive, which is incredibly high. I've, I've mm-hmm. never seen that not in, the, not in my past at least. Um, but I assume also that you have learned them 
with the help of Michael to qualify, I assume. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's it's literally we 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 really work with the sales spots right now where we have uh, an SDR sales development yeah. rep uh, actually qualifying the leads, doing the first call of ten minutes where we determine the need of our client. This I'm talking our uh, SME clients, right? Yeah. Now. Enterprise is a different uh, is a different story. Uh, where she where she qualifies them, where she uh, is looking. Okay, what are the needs? What are you looking for? Mm-hmm. She puts it into our system where she says, okay, well, I spoke with this client for ten minutes he has a problem with efficiency and he wants more partnerships with third parties for yeah. example he's an insurance broker and he works he wants to work together with a car dealer and and partner up things mm-hmm. like that so our account executive or product experts as we call them uh, they know exactly because we have right now uh, uh, 10-15 features in the product which uh, enabled before that, that a demo meeting was taking almost two hours because our sales guys wanted to show simply everything but now they simply show whatever we can link to that need so for example if they say uh, we want to work more efficient then we so show our sales automation uh, features if we want to uh, work with partnerships we show what we call our campaigning features so working together with the uh, with third party insurance vendors and things like that and it's it's going way better so our sales do and, more and deals in less time so the SDR and then somebody else then the product some... expert takes over so okay. the, the account executive uh, takes and, over and isn't that uh, isn't that hard <coughs> Because you cannot transfer a feeling and you cannot transfer a relationship. I mean, I assume that SDR is is delivering a first experience, then the the, the product expert then needs to deliver an even more better experience to to compensate a little bit that loss of, okay, first it's with this person, she or he understands me, she understands my problem or my challenge, eh? Mm -hmm. Eh? it's the wording. And and then oh somebody else pops yeah. in. That is exactly because that that's the thing that I'm always uh, doubting of of that model because I'm like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Of course, it, yeah. it depends of the profile of of the of the people, but I find it difficult difficult one because you cannot transfer relationships. It's exactly what I was what I was afraid about, but I was like, okay, let's just see how this mm-hmm. how we can roll this out, how it works. And the thing is how we did it is our SDR actually um, gives the feeling that she or he is the the salesperson. So for example, um, the, <coughs> the 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 broker starts talking with our SDR and they actually have the feeling, okay, first of all it's about needs needs and consultative selling and well, all the tricks in the book of course. But the the broker thinks that the, the SDR is actually the sales. So they are having a conversation just over phone five minutes ten minutes about their needs something like that and and then the sdr at some point says well what we could actually do because i really understand what your needs are what we could actually do is show you how our product Mm. uh, 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 solves that problem or solves these problems for you however i could do it myself and i can do it right away so they are you have to imagine they're still Ah, on the phone at this moment Uh, i can do it right away would you be able to jump jump on a zoom call right now most of the time they don't have the time for that because it's Mm. still it's not a cold call but they still didn't expect that they know who we are but they still didn't expect that call so they don't have the time they said no well I, i would be interested in the demo obviously but I can't make time for now uh, and then she says so she, she keeps playing the role or he keeps playing the role and the SDR says well actually I have a better idea okay I understand that you're a little bit busy right now uh, but what I will do is actually since the problems that you have for example efficiency and partnering up with third parties uh, we actually have a product expert in our team who's like experted and just de- these two things he, he helped like tons of brokers but only these problems uh. maybe it's better if we schedule a demo with him uh. and that's where it goes from the SDR and, to and the account executive who closes, and yeah, the, and the AA, the, the account executive closes, then the deal. Exactly, yes. 
mostly after the demo. Mostly after the demo, and then they make a proposal. Yeah, they make an offer. It's mostly done right away. We have uh, we have three different packs that uh, that okay. customers can uh, choose: a bronze, a silver, and an enterprise uh, pack. Um, whereas, to be completely honest, the enterprise pack is actually to make the bronze and the silver one look a little bit less uh, expensive. <laughs> um, so uh, again, like I said, all the tricks in the book for every client who is uh, hearing this podcast. I'm terribly sorry, um, but uh, apart from that. Um, the uh, the the offer is made right away. So after the meeting, they get a proposal uh, in their mailbox. Uh, it's we're talking still as a me business, right? So these are contracts of like uh, an annual uh, uh, recurring uh, revenue value of uh, yeah, let's say between uh, between four and and seven k on average, something uh, like that. So it's not the biggest deals, obviously. Um, so first of all, the sales cycle needs to be short uh, yeah, because the otherwise customer yeah. acquisition would be way too high. Uh, but secondly, it goes way fast. It's not like these. These, these brokers, they, they usually don't need to think about it that long. Either yeah, yeah, they are yeah. convinced after the sale and like most of our sales after the demo call, they sign between uh, like within uh, two and three business days, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. So. Now, <laughs> the, um, yeah, I mean, you have sales blood, sales DNA in your, mm -hmm. in, your, in, your, in your body. Do you sell yourself still? You mean like to investors, for example, or to oh, but investors? Uh, indeed, selling of yeah. course. Eh? I, but bigger customers, do you do you jump oh, in sometimes? Like that, like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I do. So yeah. the enterprise customers, um, I do. I do some sales as well. We have one uh, one person who is actually working on enterprise and key accounts, uh, both as an I would say crossover between account manager and uh, account executive so mm. she she makes new deals uh, but she also uh, handles our key accounts for uh, for upselling uh, potential obviously um, but it's not like you're you're filling your days with 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 looking no. at excel sheets behind your desk no uh, I'm, i i need it i need to be on the road as well okay. so sometimes i just need to be with a customer and be in a in a negotiation it's not always from the start so sometimes it gets prospected no, by somebody you're the else CEO, they, so you have to play the role if you exactly. come in too early Then, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same. I also do some uh, account management or, or customer success as well, uh, because sometimes, and again, I'm not shy to admit that in the beginning we had a lot of technical uh, product uh, which, problems, which uh, is normal. Which is normal, exactly. Um, and then in a, in a lot of cases, we need to play what we call our CEO cards, uh, where uh, this broker gets the call from the CEO who personally uh, apologizes for, and obviously, I mean, now it sounds very arrogant, but we want to make it, because these guys, uh, the insurance industry is a very controversial one, a very controversial, not a conservative uh, yeah. industry, right? Okay. Uh, so having uh, the, these guys who are usually 40, 45, 50 years old, these brokers, uh, they are, most of them, especially the smaller ones, they are honored that if they work with an insurance company, that they, for example, have the opportunity to have a dinner with a C-level, for example. No. So although we are a very small company, in a lot of cases, smaller But you make the, the decisions, you, 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 you can push the buttons if needed. Eh? Exactly, yeah, that's, that's what the they like, obviously. Mm -hmm. But obviously, in, we make it look like we are a little bit bigger than we are. So they think that we are uh, structured as an insurance company. Obviously, it's not the same as uh, having a dinner with me. It's not the same as having yeah. a dinner with uh, the AXA CEO, for But example. We'll uh, talk again within five years. You don't know how within it five went. Years, it might be another story but today i mean I, i i like to see myself as being down to earth it, is, is that is that your drive to, to to build a very big company that is that is a very good question um i always say or i like to think about myself as being a good startup ceo as what i would call a creation CEO. you, you like the building part the building part but once it needs. builds 
I'm not 100% sure if I would be a good CEO. And obviously, it need, I've never done it before, right? Well, maybe so it's I mean, your thing. If you look at Don, 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 Don the Weaver from Destiny, now it's a 100 million euro mm. um, uh, company. Yes. I mean, he, he have founded it. He, mm. had also, he, he doesn't have any degree because he partied too much and he organized parties. Mm. And, 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 and I asked him also that question. And he like, I evolved. Exactly. But still, he has an MD to do that operational part. Yeah. If you look at also Jonas Danes, yeah. he's CEO, but he has somebody else yeah. who is doing more the operational, yeah, managing of the yeah. people part, whereas Jonas is doing more strategic stuff, uh, yeah. acquisitions and things like that. And he's still CEO. He's, he's not, not an unsight thing. And he still can make decisions. And he still is waiting in the line mm -hmm. with all the other employees if, if they hire some kind of... Um, How do you call that? Uh, a truck with, with, with French fries? Mm -hmm. He's not going to say, I'm CEO, I have to... No, no, no. He's going to wait because he's, yeah. he, tre he treats everybody the same yeah. as, as he is. Yeah, that, that is... I, I would say that for me, and it remains to be seen, right? I can't say, will I be a good CEO, for example, a company of 100 or 200 people or whatnot? Maybe I will, maybe I won't. We'll see. I always uh, tell to our investors or to our boards that... Although I obviously I'm not gonna lie, I, I like my position right now, but I am not, uh, my ego is not that important that if tomorrow comes a better CEO that would be better for our company, I would step aside. My, will it my your baby is still, uh, your company is still your baby. It's still my baby, which means that, uh, and that's what I say to the boards. You need to convince me that the guy you're going to replace me Or with is woman. better than I yeah. am. So I need to believe that he is going to be a better father for my baby than I am because obviously in the end it's my company but we all want to make we all want to make a profit as well and we all want to see it grow and increase in value and increase in solutions towards our customers and things like that. And if somebody else is a better is doing a better job at that um It would hurt me, obviously. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. But I, I would step aside. Yet, as of today, I am convinced that I am still the best guy for this role. Uh, so today, it's 100 me. Uh, the the you 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 just mentioned the word ego. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your ego in check? I mean, I mean, you're, you're successful, as they call it, eh? between brackets. How young are you? Uh, I'm 28. Sorry, I'm 28. I mean. That's still a phase where ego, uh, especially compared with, with your friends from university, you're doing a great job. Although people, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say something very <laughs> shocking right now. I mean, success is like being pregnant. Everybody congratulates you yeah, because you're pregnant, but nobody knows how many times you were fucked. Because <laughs> it's, it's uh, and that's also a thing I, I also can... I, I think it's like, because I've seen it myself, is that, yeah, you have to work very hard. Um, you make a lot of mistakes. You're on your own. And it's not easy to find people where you can, yeah, have some kind of, uh, uh, have you been there before yes. and, and that you can, can talk about. Because, yeah, you're all with very young people. Um, and how do you keep your ego in check that you, yeah, because if your ego comes into place, Yeah, and then, then towards mm -hmm. your investors, towards your employees, yeah. Then it's uh, customers. How how do you do that? How do you do you? I don't know. Is it do you still play in your metal band? Because if you play in a band and you play with other people of all walks of life, I mean, they yeah. don't care if you're CEO. They just care if you're what are you? You're a drummer, right? Eh? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So they you just 
Arvin, shut the fuck up and play yeah. your drums. I am um, and make noise. Well, unfortunately, I don't play in the band, uh, and I don't play in a band anymore. But seeing um, me playing guitar, it's still sparking. It triggers me. I uh. saw you play, and I was like, "Damn, I miss it." I have to be honest that in the dark days of We Group, in the very beginning, I was forced to sell my drum uh, to uh, well to eat. Basically, that was where we are. Uh, apart, uh, well, along with everybody, everything else that I needed to sell. So I basically sold everything I had uh, to uh, to survive. Um, but uh, apart from that I, I when I see you play on the guitar, I really think like okay, I should get a kit again and and and, and now uh, you can pay on I of course I assume. N- well, now I would be able to buy a drum kit, I guess. Um, yeah, so maybe in the near future uh, we'll uh, we'll be doing that again. But it's not that uh, to come back to the ego part. Yeah. Um, it's not that I uh, that I feel better than 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 anybody yeah, how else. How do you do that? Do you have like friends or do you have like um, in in we group some guys who who are like Arvid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tune it down a little bit, eh, guy. I mean, you know, you're doing great, but you know what I'm I'm saying because I've went through the, to that period and I saw lots of people having doing that, especially around your age and a little bit around thirty, thirty two. They think the sun shines through their ass. <laughs> yeah, and it. and the, the, it's it's a kind of a face, and and you think that you everything you touch touches become gold. Yeah, and it isn't. You're just human. I think that um, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of my age, and now it's very hard to keep my ego in check because now it might sound uh, sound a little bit arrogant. But the fact that we went through so much shit to that we w- were fucked uh, royally a lot of times actually in the in the beginning of we group uh, learned me to appreciate I guess where where I come from. Mm. Um, also as a background it's my, my parents were now I'm, I'm, they were amazing parents uh, but they it's not like I've been uh, grown up in great wealth or something mm-hmm. uh, like that uh, so um, we, uh, we we yeah I, I guess I, I, it keeps me a little bit down to earth yet obviously sometimes arrogance takes takes over a little bit but uh, well as I, as I usually tell to, to other people uh, you have to know when you can be arrogant and you have to know when you have to well shut your mouth and that is actually uh, I, I think that is maybe one of the most valuable lessons knowing when to shut up is maybe one of the most valuable lessons that I learned in the in the past few uh, in the past few the years the hard uh, way I assume because the hard way the hard way yeah, I got a, I people always tell me it's a wonder that you didn't get uh, uh, more hit in the face but like punched literally in face. punched in the face literally uh, back in the day and it is it isn't exactly a wonder uh, I uh, well I guess I, I was always able to talk my way out of it <laughs> but uh, yeah maybe I should have uh, could have used uh, some uh, some more punching back in the day now if um if you if you look uh, within ten years, where is Arvid? I mean, is the we group still there? Or That's is it sold? A very good question. Um, and again, um, one that I will answer with with an answer that's maybe not a, a yes or no or a simple answer. But you don't uh, know. You don't have a glass. Ball, exactly. Right? I don't. I don't have a glass orb, so I obviously don't know. Will you um, ask yourself that question? I assume. I, well, I, I have my I have my own goals, right? And today I am definitely not done with WeGroup. So if you ask me today, is WeGroup still around there in 10 years and are you still uh, steering the ship or at the helm of mm-hmm. the ship? Then the answer is yes, because today I feel the fire is still there as much or even more than it was there in the beginning. And I still want to do so many, so much more things or so many more things. So definitely, yes. However, um, I am always going to look at potential opportunities. If tomorrow uh, there might be an opportunity for an exit and it's something that I can 
can live with that 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 is that is good for me and other I don't only mean in a in a in a financial, financial way yeah, but also no. that is good for the product good and for the people good yeah. for the clients things like that that I believe okay this is actually the stepping stone to something big um, that might be a good thing and after that you know I might be founding another company mm. I might I might uh, uh, I don't know I always said that I was interested in in, in other startups as well I yeah. like to help other startups <laughs> so maybe I I go uh, and and work at a VC for example and and, and help other startups or, or yeah it's it, it could be every it could be anything maybe i'm traveling the world or on a rocket to mars uh, for all i know uh yeah maybe you find a woman and uh, get babies yeah that's also uh yeah that's also a possibility uh now um you know also frank man eh? yes yeah um one of the things which i that's the reason why i lost my hair um luckily <laughs> i look sexy with my new haircut But um, it's due to hard work and stress, mm -hmm. lots of hard work and stress. And I was actually quite proud of working very hard and, and not sleeping a lot. Mm -hmm. Do you also have that? Yes. And in the very early days, I wore the, f the, I wore the fact that I slept three or four hours a night and that I worked 20, well, worked 20 hours a day. That I was behind the computer yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 hours yeah, yeah. a day. Uh, you or were something. on. I was on uh, 20 mm -hmm. hours a day. I wore that as a medal, right? And I was telling it to other people. Um, today, I see that that is not necessarily the, the right way. It's also, by the way, in Jürgen Engels' uh, his, uh, his mm -hmm. book. So it's, an, it's another great learning over there. But today, I, I understand that there are other things uh, uh, that needs to, need to be You work out well. eh? recently, I work out, which is I a big part of the we group. Culture, eh? exactly. We, I started. Uh, I started getting personal training. Uh, you, you, you look, yeah, you're almost ready for Tomorrowland's uh, six-pack body. Thank you so. very much. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm trying to do my best over there. But uh, but keep your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, I uh, now your uh, my ego is getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. Uh, we I, I work out a lot, and that is one of the things. Getting getting into shape. What's one of the drivers to say? Okay, mean. Working, working. Uh, I worked a lot. Uh, I'm eating a, a quite of processed food, so exactly well, uh, fancy, well, like greasy, I've sugary stuff, and the energy level is going down. Yes. I need to also exactly. I felt unhealthy, yet I didn't really realize that I felt unhealthy. I took I took a trial run with a personal trainer. They helped me with both sports and with uh, food. Uh, uh, food, exactly. Nutrition, yeah. Uh, nutrition, exactly. And after that, the way that I've been feeling, the energy that I've been feeling is way better. Same with sleep, for example. The days of only sleeping three, four hours is past me. I try to sleep. I still woke up, wake up every day at five o'clock, both in the weekend, the five uh, a.m. in the weekend, in the in the weekend. So it's a it's. And is, a, is that a, Is, it, is, is that is the 5 a.m. thing? 5 a.m. thing is that then some typical startup miracle morning? Uh, well, not really, thing? because because uh, or is it just because you're 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 just used to? I'm, well, I'm a morning person. I'm productive in the morning, okay. so uh, for me it, it works. Um, but back in the day, I went to sleep at uh, one or two, and mm -hmm. I woke up at five as well. Mm -hmm. um, and now I try to sleep my six or seven hours. Uh, mm -hmm. I think six is actually uh, is enough for me. So ten, uh, well, eleven is is what I uh, try to go uh, go to sleep uh, and getting more sleep obviously is uh, is is also an important part of that new routine so 
I work less in hours, but no. I am more productive, productive I am more creative. efficient, creative, exactly. Um, so it, it really helps. But it's not that I believe that there is a set uh, uh, base rule for that. No, for no, example, no, no. the 5 a.m. thing. If we look at our CFO, for example, he's a night owl or, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he works at night. For, so we, 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 we call it the changing of the guards even sometimes. Sometimes when I wake up, he goes to bed. So that's how it works. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, it's also a lesson I learned the hard way. Yeah, good foods, water, um, sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not the amount of hours. It isn't because after a certain period, you you think you're productive, exactly. but you, the things you're actually doing take so much time and effort that if you would just rest and eat something decent, exactly, and uh, that you that you would find yeah. the solution right away. Instead of trying to chew on it, yeah, that's 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 completely what it is. I see it now when I look at back at the day. I I write a lot down. I'm one of those people who you, you, uh, you're a journal. What you, you have a journal? Yeah, I have a, I have a, well, not a journal to describe how my day was, but for example, whenever I have an ID, uh, whenever ah, okay. I always need to write it down, put it in in schemes and schedules and ah, things like okay. that, uh, boxes and with lots of colors and things like that. Mm. Uh, when I look at my work between brackets what i've written down for example my ids my my uh, insights from uh, six months ago for example and especially because i do it all on my ipad so i see w- how late it was when i made them yeah. if i look at uh, uh, the ones that i made for example late at night back in yeah. my three four hour sleep routine without mm-hmm. sports a lot of processed processed food things like that and if i look at what i do right now the quality of what i'm creating for myself and sometimes it's still shit i'm not going to deny no. that uh, the quality that i'm creating it's way better than it used used to be uh, uh, back then so yeah. for me it works and obviously you need to find that because obviously what I'm telling now is something that a lot of entrepreneurs and mentors and coaches told me back in the day as well you need to you need to work out and a healthy body and healthy mind and a healthy mind and a healthy body rather uh, things like that so um but Everybody told me, but you need to you need to understand it for yourself. I was yeah. too. But you, ne- you never ego. you never faced you never faced a wall that you felt like ooh I'm low on energy. Or this meeting, because when you're when you when you don't have enough sleep, it's you forget things, and I don't find you are you can be sharp in meetings, that's and and that you really are are there. I mean, exactly. if, if I'm if I have good night rest, I feel that I'm I'm on fire, and then when certain things happen, it doesn't. I don't take it personally. I I found a solution, and then we solve the problem, and then we move yeah. on. Especially when they're based in the more emotional space when people are not so happy or something was said and was not taken uh, good. So you have to mm-hmm. uh, coach them and, and really go into more emotional uh, conversations, which I think for a male is something we did not mm-hmm. learn um, yeah, from our from our society, yeah. from our from our from our parents. Yeah. Uh, at least well, that's why uh, what I assume so but when I'm tired, then then yeah, that's and then and then everything I wouldn't say it's blacker, but that's definitely true. And it's also it's it became part of the we group culture as well. So not only for me, but also for our people. I always say now, like if you uh, start feeling like there is a a, a loss of energy, uh, go out, go and take a walk, or even. Yeah. 
in our office, we have like uh, places where you could even, if you want, where you could sleep. Uh, not that people are sleeping all the time, no, no, but no, the no, possibility a, a, a is a there. A power nap or something. Exactly, a little power nap. For me, it doesn't work, but if it works for you, it, you can do it. And um, we try to to incorporate that into our culture as well. Same with the sports thing. Everybody uh, gets the opportunity to actually, uh, well, we, we try to challenge everybody into sports. Uh, we work with healthy nutrition for our people. We uh, get them personal training uh, as bonuses and things like that. So they get personal trainers and it really, really works well everybody is really enthusiastic and it, it, it for me i think it's the key for us it has been the key towards the the next level uh, yeah now i'm now i'm going to say something quite shocking so um i mean food nutrition and rest is, is indeed very important but in order to be creative i also discovered another technique which i cannot live anymore without it um i can also be a very extroverted person and the thing is to shut the fuck up for 20 minutes twice a day they call it mindfulness or meditation mm-hmm. and in the beginning it's it sounds really um cloudy eh? very what the hell is this mm-hmm. but for me just shutting up 20 minutes and just closing my eyes it's not sleeping you're not laying down you're sitting on a chair so you're sitting like this and, and your 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 head. So you cannot sleep mean yeah. I mean allez, unless you're really tired, yeah. but but is that something also the mindfulness thing uh, that's more the light heavyweight, allez, the, the lightweight version of yeah. it? Is that also something that you're looking at or are you do well- what we did for our uh, first of all, I have to say that uh, towards this, I'm I, I always I always have been quite skeptical. Of course, uh, but again, I was also quite skeptical towards working out during office hours and things like that, which now I change my mind about as well as I just told. Uh, one of the things that we did is we uh, have headspace for all our yeah, employees. Yeah, well, that's so we, headspace. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, so that's the thing. That's it. That's mindfulness. Yes. Then. So all, all our employees get it. Um, to be very honest, I haven't used it myself yet. So the but why did it came? Was it HR who said to do you? To, is it in, in an initiative of in, in HR? We're actually, well, we're always on top of, of uh, insurance stuff and there is a new uh, insure tech in France, well, new, they were quite big in France already, but they recently launched in Belgium, uh, they're called Alam, um, and they are a health insurance company which uh, also uh, works towards uh, being healthier in several ways and they, as a health insurance company, they pay back uh, Headspace. Uh, oh, so okay. we took the health insurance on top of our normal health insurance. So we 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 have actually a two for all our employees right now, where they get headspace for free. Uh, well, for free, they get it reimbursed. Um, so uh, it it it's something that we wanted to to provide for our employees as well. And do you know if people are using it? Actually, yes, actually, I'm hearing very good things in our company, both from people who were very skeptical, mm-hmm. as well as from people who were into uh, mindfulness and meditation or yoga and things like that already in the past. Um, so, like I said, I have to try it for my myself still uh, yet uh, I, I do um, uh, explore like breathing exercise well in the personal training course yeah. there is also oh, yeah. per- breathing breathing, breathing and, uh, it's mindfulness it's, exactly. all, it's yeah. all the same yeah it's, it's same with yoga it's 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 just a way to um, with the thoughts that are coming in to, to to really focus on on your breath or on mm-hmm. the thing you're doing actually so that that you are yeah how do you say that grounded that you are mm-hmm. really um, and it sounds, and I can imagine it sounds, I was really skeptical because I'm a very left-brainer, but I saw, I think four, four or five years ago, an, 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 a Google talk, mm-hmm. I was a triggered Google, of an, uh, an, a news anchor of mm-hmm. ABC, a guy in a suit, and he was uh, telling uh, one hour about meditation, how it changed his life, because he was doing cocaine 
to to yeah, to make him feel uh, like to de- to de-stress actually, yeah. and uh, <coughs> and then he um, and the way he told me that it, I was really like, whoa! Mm-hmm. If 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 that works for that guy, I should try that because yeah. I'm quite curious on these kind of things, and I'm like. And I tried it, and there is no hocus pocus. I I also tested the headspace, but for me and a lot of people think I'm crazy, and I can really recommend it. But now I found solutions and for things mm-hmm. that other people yeah. for problems that they say, and also you learn. And I think as a sales, one of the biggest qualities I think as a result of that, I learn now to feel the room. Yeah. That so so this means that when you walk in and I get to know you, I can feel the non-verbal signals that you are trying to say, which helps you with qualifications. It's, it's actually what I hear all the time. Uh, so I, I, I truly believe that it's there. The thing is that most people or a lot of people are skeptical or there is skepticism about uh, meditation and things like that is because it's there is this spiritual uh, yeah, religious uh, area, thing, yeah. religious yeah. thing yeah. around it. You think, you think, think it's like Buddha or whatever? Exactly. They think you sit in the mountains and uh, after a while you start levitating or things like that and yeah. you fly away. Yeah. So that's, that's obviously not what it is so I, I hear that all the time yet for me um, I'm the kind of person that uh, I, I uh, uh, when I change things on a personal level in my life I have to do it in, in, in certain steps you know and the first one for me was the nutrition part and yeah, the yeah, sports you part. cannot do everything to, at the same e- time exactly because after after a while if I would do that I know no, myself no, 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 if no. I would do that no. I would stop yeah, so I need to true. build it in I need to create a routine same with the when I back in the day decided okay I want to wake up at 5am uh, I have to know at university I slept until 12 so well like all university students I guess <laughs> uh, but when I started started the business I was more of an 8 or 9 well 9am or maybe not but 8am or something like that and I just uh, uh, turned back the clock or turned back my routine half an hour by half an hour until I was used to this 5am routine right and now it's there and even if I I don't even put an alarm anymore is it? yeah no not not a single day I wake up at well not 5am tops but 5am yeah 10 minutes past or 15 minutes past something around sometimes it's 10 minutes before 5am around 5am I wake up every day Um, even if I um, would have a later night, for example, say that I have uh, that I went to a party, something like that. Well, unfortunately, it's been a long time ago uh, because of this whole COVID thing. But still, I would still wake up around uh, 5 a.m. because my bo- my body is now so used to it. I, it's a routine, and that is what I need to build in forever. So it's the same with the sports. It's mm. the same with the nutrition. Actually, nutrition is a good example because recently I was one of the lucky ones that, for business reasons, I needed to fly. I was in the airport at. Um, at the destination where I where I need to be in Warsaw, uh, and uh, there was a McDonald's over there. So I went to my. I was like, okay, it's it's been months ago that I had McDonald's, but I, I really. I mean, it used to be my big guilty pleasure. I ate it, and it was terrible for yeah, me. The, the, the taste is, it's it, the, a, that's the taste a, that's is different. When, when but you, when, satisfaction when is also yeah, not yeah, there. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, when you when you change your nutrition for quite some times, like like ninety days or something, like lots of vegetables and things like that, and then. You're going to eat something like a McDonald's or like tomato ketchup. Mm-hmm. It's so sugary. I yes. it, it, there isn't. I, I cannot exactly. taste it anymore. Exactly. And it, it, it's it's it, it, even a potato. It just feels. It yeah. tastes like nothing because it seems like all those years that you were eating the wrong stuff that really change your your um, your tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you say that? Your yeah, your taste yeah. and. 
by going back to the roots, I call it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's that. Then you learn again to appreciate taste, and exactly. it's it's a very strange thing, eh? Exactly, yeah. But it's 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 all. And also, your body says, yeah, your your, your digestion is like exactly. You're screaming like Arvid, exactly. stop this, exactly. So so that is that is what that nutrition part does to me, and I'm I'm very so so. It's a proof that these building in routines it works. It works for your body and it works for your mind because your mind is a big part of it. Sorry, as well, uh, obviously. And it's going to be, so the next part for me is definitely going to be uh, exploring the, the, the possibilities of that uh, uh, mindfulness, uh, headspace, meditation no, uh, kind of stuff. Headspace is really, really entry because it's it's really about just a minute mm-hmm. or a couple of minutes. It's not like, like I had to train to 20 minutes. It's It takes weeks, weeks, yeah. weeks. Uh, Cold showers? Do you look at that? Yes, exactly. I do that as well. Uh, it's also part of the like the program the, the about stimulating the yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the body, and uh, so I do it. And in the beginning, indeed, it was uh, after sports. I started with a hot yeah, shower and I turned it colder yeah, and colder. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, recently, my some of my uh, my trainers they have this uh, new challenge. So every week we get yeah. new challenges via platform, uh, and one of it is that we uh, need to do uh, need to jump in the sea or in the yeah. in the blarmeersen in the yeah, yeah, yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, so for me. I'm very excited because I come from did, Austin. Did, did, did you do that already? Not yet. But I I'm did it. I did it in uh, November in the North Sea mm-hmm. in in the Han, and it was with six or eight people. And uh, it's called the Wim Hof method, by the way. With the Ice Man, the, the Ice Man, yeah, the Ice Man, and, and the and, breathing and style. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So, so you have to do two hours. Yes. Uh, with your clothes on, breathing. It's a kind of a circular breathing uh, mechanism. Yeah, you have to and like then, stimulate yeah, hyperventilation, yeah, controlled hyperventilation. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and the thing is, then you have to do. Then you have to get like, naked in your in your swimming yeah. shorts, and all these people are walking there with their clothes and are looking. What the yeah. kind of are these nutheads? And then you're doing some kind of. I don't know, fighting thing, but you're in really a very special place in your head. There is nothing. Yeah. There is, you don't know who you are. There is nothing in yeah. there. You're just there with these people. And then you go into the sea, you <laughs> sit down, you feel the cold entering in, you feel the panic attack of your, your breaths because you're trained yeah. with, the, with the cold showers also, but it's a different experience. Yes. And then, You 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 get in control of that action of that yeah reaction that panic uh, reaction, and then the 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 moment you 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 breathe out is longer than you're breathing in, and then you're calming down, and then suddenly you there's some kind of switch in your body which goes on, and then the adrenaline kicks in, and there's like you feel like a warm um yeah uh, how do you say that um. An um an an um a jacket a ja- yeah. warm jacket over your body, and 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 your feet are freezing. But you, it's it's a very special sensation, yeah. and it's 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 really a mindfuck because then you feel like, damn, I can conquer the, the world, world. Yeah. and it's it's that it's like because you're facing your own fears, and it's oh man, that for me is yeah. the best experience. I'm very but, excited but, for but, it. Uh, but but. You need to do the two hours up front if you're just going to jump in it. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say I come from Ostend, and in Ostend, uh, which is a coastal city in uh, in Belgium, uh, and uh, there there is a tradition uh, which they call the, the polar bears, yeah, the uh, ice, the ice bearing, uh, polar bears, yeah, um, and uh, so everybody jumps in. So I thought, okay, it's gonna be easy, right? I'm I'm used to this because I I, I used to do it in the past as well. But well, there there is lots of uh, alcohol involved. It's completely different, and it's it's tons of people. So yeah. uh, this is going to be completely different. And I'm actually, and now I hear you talk about it, oh, and I see you getting. Excited it's the best experience. Well. It's 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 
Yeah, and you should definitely check out the Wim Hof um, mm-hmm. his story. I mean, what the guy did, it's 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 amazing. And yeah. and I was really looking for somebody to do it in Belgium. They're, 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 and to by the way, tomorrow and it doesn't matter because there is no tomorrow because the, this episode is going to be within one month. <laughs> to, to we're now the I don't know what we are the twenty fifth. Yeah, the twenty sixth. Twenty fifth tomorrow. Twenty sixth is going to be the Wim Hof trainer in Belgium. Is is uh, the, uh, I have recorded a podcast with him months ago, okay. and is is going to be live. And so he's talking oh, about wow. that experience and how he got to know Wim Hof. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's that guy who did the ceremony. It's okay. it's unbelievable. Crazy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do it again. I would do, and especially in the North Sea. I mean, in October. But and the, the strange thing is, after that, I mean, you cannot. I couldn't even. Yeah wipe off my yeah. feet because they were so frozen and it's only three minutes. You cannot do yeah. that for 20 minutes yeah. eh? because, the, because then... And the, the thing is you cannot even put your body into a warm shower because it, it would yeah. be very bad for yeah. you. So it would take hours and hours and hours and then that night rest, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I, well, I hear it all the time and I'm very excited for it actually. Uh, so, well, to conclude this, every, everything <laughs> that is like uh, 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 together with, uh, with, uh, with uh, for me, like the nutrition part, the yeah, sports yeah, yeah. part, uh, the, the stimuli that you get in your body due to cold showering or this, that all together, I think makes me, it makes me a better person. It makes me a better entrepreneur. It makes me a better salesman. It makes me a better manager, whatnot. So and, it's, it's, and it makes you also coming closer to you who you really are because that Wim Hof method is actually some kind of meditation. Eh? It is, it is. It because is. You, you, you will not think about your term sheet or your VCs no. when you're just are going to go into the water because you're so in, even in with focus. The, even with the, Hof, with the Wim Hof breathing, I didn't do the, the water, but I did the breathing. It's the, the breathing. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it, it worked in the, and I know that if I would, if my, 26 or 24 year old me would hear me saying this he would be like arvid what the fuck have you been smoking man like what what's that uh but it's it's yeah all those things together are are truly life-changing actually and nothing is 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 set in stone and what's used to be your truth is no longer now your truth because and if you're flexible in that that you know i don't know what i know then I mean that's that's the way you should. I always try to look at things. If it's sales, is it it's your business model? Is it customers with some kind of beginner minds, yes. beginner eyes? And yes. then it's it's then you can see amazing yeah. things. But it the, the, it's actually very good that you say that because it makes you a more critical person and being critical about yourself as well. Like, and also like, humble. Hum- yeah, humbling. It's uh, it's too. So maybe back to the question of how do you keep your ego in check? Maybe unconsciously that is uh, oh, part of the solution. But uh, with the with the half methods and then the ice bath or the the North Sea, I, I assure you, <laughs> your ego will be crushed. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the, that's the reason you're not jumping in naked, right? I mean, it's still very cold. So <laughs> yeah. Now, um, now, if you if you would. If you now would take a car, a DeLorean, but you, you, do you know the f- movie Back to the yeah, Future? Yeah, I'm young, but I do know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you would go back and you would meet the, the Arvids, 16 to 18, just right before he went to university. Um, still feeling safe uh, from mommy and daddy. Um, what advice would you give him? It's a tricky question because I am actually very happy that the things I did 
went the way they did, right? I mean, they, they're a gift, eh? Although, although exactly. also even the the bad, like the bad, the pain you felt and all the struggle, and you had to sell your drum kit in order to eat. I mean, those are bad, like bad. Those are severe things. There are there are obviously a lot of things that that happens, but they shaped me the way I am yeah, today, right? Yeah, and you yeah. you could say, like for example, um, say that you would have studied law or you would have studied economics, wouldn't that have been better for uh, for being an entrepreneur right now? And maybe some parts obviously would have been more. Well, would have been more useful than the fact that now I can tell cool stories about the mid- Middle Ages. Yes, right? but the thing is that, and if you, and actually, I can put it very narrow-minded. If I wouldn't have studied history, for example, I may not have never met the guy in the suit at the That's bar. It. Not never, uh, well, be introduced to to sales to the insurance industry, and maybe today I I would have been something completely different or someone completely different. So. Well, yeah. I, yes, that's the, indeed the correct answer, which I also would answer. But besides that, what then would you advise to yourself? Follow your heart, follow your instincts, follow your intuition, follow your gut feeling. Um, don't listen to anybody's other opinions. I don't know. What was for you like a big yeah, lesson, advice that you would give yourself? Because I have a lot. I'm actually writing a book about it. There, there are actually a lot of things that I would th- that I could think about. You know, back then I had the age where I thought that every that I did everything better and that I knew everything. Right? That mm-hmm. that youthly arrogance, maybe even more than I have it mm-hmm. still today. Because obviously, maybe in three or four years, I'm going to say, well, look at me in that podcast. Let's talk. Let's obviously. talk. Let's talk within ten years. So Over within ten years, you have so to be realistic. Like, yeah. Okay, or ten years, whatnot. Um, but um, yeah, I, I would I would obviously or definitely tell myself to be critical and to be able to be critical about myself as well yet if you if i need to pick one of the lists that you just summed up following your gut feeling is definitely where well that brought me where i am today and did you I, did you also did not listen to your gut feeling and did it anyway and afterwards you realized maybe yes. i just listened to the gut that's something frank told me there are there are there are a lot of times that actually that happened and it, it's with with major things it with it's with smaller things you know when it, i earlier i was telling about uh, we we fired too late before, uh, for example there are a lot of occasions where i knew after the first week or the second week this is not going to work out and six months later these people are still there you know we're still trying and that is actually that that is that is that is an example of that and i wish and now even know I know it and I know that I will make the mistake again but it, it well it's a thing and we can only learn right and it's it's like that with a lot of things you know I, it's the same with our pivot we pivoted very well with regroup and now I'm, I'm talking very very uh, professionally our pivot was very successful yet three months before our pivots before there was even talk of shifting to B2B I already knew that that was what we had to do, do, you know. And the thing is, and that's actually a funny thing. Other people told me that that might have been a good way that that the, mm-hmm. the, that the pivot would be good. And at that point, I said no, just because people said to me, "You will have to pivot. You will have to go to B 2 B." And I said, "No, I will make this B 2 C because you want work. to prove it. I want to prove it." But that's I that's an ego thing. It's an ego thing because if I was honest to myself, and I I remember moments that I was sitting at home at home, and at a certain point, I said to myself, myself they are right i will have to we will have to pivot right mm. but still i didn't want to do it because i didn't want to be wrong you know that that was a huge you, st- you still have that i want to prove to the world that i'm able to do it um 
I hate to admit it, but yes, sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah sometimes there's no such thing as hundred percent or zero percent. No, of, of course, course, of course not. You're you're aware of it. You're conscious I'm, about it. I'm aware it. of it. Even sometimes, and I I came to the point now where sometimes, for example, my co-founders or other people in the company even say some things, and I know that I am wrong. And back in the day, and I have to restrain myself not to try to be right and to start arguing and say no, we're going to do it this way or uh, 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 make it even if my last resort could have been like yeah but it's just the vision and the bigger plan that you're not seeing right now you know i could have i could say that and i always have to restrain myself from that and sometimes i even i even catch myself on the fact that i'm giving arguments where i already know out of it's you are just saying something because you want to be right or because you don't want the other person to be right but they are right so shut the fuck up Ale, and 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 take it you know because everybody wants the best for you or your company yeah. or and the you pay them you. to use their brains eh? obviously obviously but it's also it's not all, always professional it's also it could be in a in a personal Profile. environment yeah. as well no. uh, in in in, uh, in relationships for example where where arguments are started and and i, I know that i'm not right for example but I, and actually i should give up but but i don't you know and now i'm coming more and more to the point that that I realize these things and that I that I can actually say okay well it doesn't matter they're not going to look different than me because I am wrong on the contrary they're probably going to be happier as well because well I am I am admitting that I'm wrong and we're going their way so yeah that's definitely maybe that is some something that this story I would tell to my 16 or 18 year old self yeah, you know? okay. uh, not to be the know it all and the yeah and um is there something professionally about we group that you that's keeping you at night awake? Yeah, a million things. Uh, <laughs> I fi- I fi- there has to be. There has to be for every entrepreneur. There has to be. If you're not, I, well, that's at least that, that is what I believe. If you're not kept awake at night, and I'm not that I'm literally staring at the ceiling. Yeah, but of course. Things not. that 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 go through your minds the last moment when you close your eyes, and the things that are still there, or when you open your eyes again, that is that is a part of entrepreneurship, you know. Because I I live these things. They they sometimes say the company is the baby, but it's it's more than that. It's 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 who you are. It's who I am. It's, it's an extension of me. who you are. It's, exactly. It's an extension of who I am. And so obviously there are things that keeping me awake. And sometimes it's it's big things uh, or like 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 revenue and getting targets and, and new strategies and, and, and product issues. And sometimes it's small things, you know, like just how are the employees feeling or there was yeah. somebody in the office today and uh, he has a problem at home and uh, can I help him in a way, you know, I want everybody to be happy in the, in, in the company and things like that. And, and how can I improve things? So it's, it's it's not like keeping me awake at night sounds like it's a bad thing, but yeah, it's totally yeah, yeah. not a bad thing. You know what? Sometimes people in the office, like I always say, like I, I need some time to think sometimes. And we have a, well, you know, our office, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a, we have a very nice view as well of, of the Gen skyline, mm-hmm. as much as you can call that a, a skyline. And sometimes I just <laughs> sit there and start to uh, start thinking about things, you know, like, like uh, thinking around a little bit. And, and people always, always, when they walk in on me, they always say like, you seem troubled. Is there a problem or are you thinking about something? And obviously I'm thinking about, I'm not staring at the wall without thoughts, right? So obviously I'm thinking about, but it's it's a good thing. So I always like try to tell people, yes, but I'm in, I'm improving something, you know? Yeah, so, you're, uh, it's, you're like some kind of self-reflection phase. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yes. Cool. Is there something that we did not talk about? Uh, well, there are a million things yeah, we did yeah. not talk about. but That you uh, want to share. 
No, I think we uh, we covered we covered a lot of things, uh, and actually found it very very interesting. Uh, I think we we talked about we went a little bit uh, uh, from one way to another, which is very good. I, I think we covered a lot of topics, and it was really interesting. So uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to hear the result, and obviously for uh, part also two for part two. For part couple, two, for that, was, of years. that was exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> the, uh, se- yeah. the sequel, I mean, the sequel. Yeah, that's why rock bands eh, they 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 wasted all their money, and then like the six po- sp- six pistols, they need to come back exactly. again because they need cash. Exactly, exactly. So first comes uh, the party and the alcohol part <laughs> uh, and other things like that, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm completely ready for that, and then uh, I'll be very But happy. Don't, to don't be you miss? I mean, don't you miss that playing music, man? I mean, I mean. If I play guitar with the bands, I'm not a sales guy. I'm 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 just. It's like I, I don't know how to say it. It's like some kind of beast, tiger in me, and it's an excuse to yeah unleash it and to yeah okay we play party things, but I play with quite some distortion, mm-hmm. some gain. So yeah, it's it it makes me feel like eighteen again, mm-hmm. like like some I don't know. I mean, you're a metal guy. I'm not I'm not really a metal guy, but I like. Playing metalish, rocky mm. things, although it's 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 pop to give it some over the top, intense, um, non subtle uh, vibe. Um, because I play with a metal drummer, so he plays yeah. pop, but he's a yeah. metal guy. Does he's really a butcher, as we call it? <laughs> and he's like, so I mean, it's loud, so I have to turn also up the amp, and it's it's that sensation, not so loud that your or that your ears will bleed, not so loud, but still. Loud, not trigger figure loud because they play loud, <laughs> but uh, or ECDC loud. But um, don't don't you miss that? I, I mean, I, I do. mean, I definitely do, and uh, I'll, I do more now when you explain it like that. So thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I obviously miss it. But there are there are tons of things that I miss and that I that I say to myself, I want to make time for that again, and I will. I know I will when the time is there. You know, someday I will be behind the drums again, and I will be playing again. And, and and I will love it, you know. Same with with travel. Back in back in when I was in university, I tried to travel as much mm-hmm. as I can uh, or I could. Um, and obviously, when you start a company, it's not possible. And while you, I, I have the luck to be at a, conf- a lot of conferences before mm-hmm. Corona, so I traveled a lot. But it's not like you can say, okay, I'm leaving the company uh, behind for three weeks to travel in the jungle or but uh, maybe. Maybe when the company is a little bit bigger, it's possible indeed. Because I mean, like I said, there is a time for everything. So will this happen again for me? I'm a hundred percent sure. But today was not today, and it's the same with yeah. it's the same with music. It's gonna happen. I'm going to be behind that drum again. Will it be next week or within six months? We'll see. Or and do you do you have a kind of a favorite band? Your I mean metal. What 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 do I associate with metal? What well, is it then? I I really listen to to everything, going from uh, the hardest, most underground uh, things that you can imagine uh, that would make your ears bleed to very mainstream, old school heavy metal stuff like like Iron Maiden and Metallica oh, and things oh, like that. Uh, so, okay. Uh, Okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. That's still heavy metal. I mean, still, I remain. That's yeah. very melodic. It's very, like, yeah, yeah, obviously. And yeah. Metallica. But I, I, I liked it all. I liked it all. I play. I, I mean, yeah. When I, when I was in the when I was in the, in the band, we really played some uh, what they call black metal, which is like the darkest of the darkest. Uh, the the satanic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we had we had what they call corpse paint, so we were yeah. 
wearing yeah. a, a white and black uh, 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 makeup. Uh, we had uh, crosses burning on stage, like uh, well, well, burning is maybe a little bit big, but we had like we we had these candles on 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 crosses, on big wooden crosses that we put on stage. Uh, we had uh, one of our friends worked at the butchery shop, and he brought us pigs and sheep's blood to like use us. <laughs> so it was really the dirtiest thing that you could ever imagine, but it was amazing, you know. And like uh, I mean, I still remember when we uh, when we when we played on uh, when we went on like tours between brackets yeah, yeah, when we yeah, played yeah. in the Netherlands yeah, yeah, or in yeah, Germany yeah. or whatnot yeah. and we played for a, a crate of beer and that was what made yeah, us happy yeah. it was very bad business because our fuel to get there cost them more yeah, than yeah. what we got in return but it was an amazing it's, time it's you know? fun, so yeah. it was it was great fun and I'm very happy that I had it uh, that 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 that's that, that, I wouldn't say boys because we have also girls in our band but that's get together that vibe that that over the top I would call it rock and roll because allez, yes. there's not a lot of drugs or allez, there's no drugs actually in our bands <laughs> even not a lot of alcohol yeah. um, because I don't drink any alcohol anymore um, and even any cigarettes either but it's that 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 intense vibe especially pre-gig that going to the gig mm -hmm. setting up breaking exactly. up and then having that the total is more than the sum of the underlying parts and connecting with that audience. Yeah. I feel that is quite similar when you are starting your startup yes. with, with, with those people from the beginning, the first hour is that same mentality, it's, I find. Because you have that feeling we're going to conquer and change the world. Exactly. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. And you, and then you were, you were playing and the, the audience, if, well, if you're, if you're good enough, the audience is going with you as well. And you're, you're still stressed. You feel the adrenaline, but it's going well. And you, you are, you were having fun. People around you are having fun and you were successful at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Just successful enough to play the, yeah. the song that you wanted to play, you know, but yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, it's really a magical moment. So, um, yeah, I do. I do miss it. Uh, I do. I do miss it a lot. But uh, like I said, there will be a there will be a time for it for sure uh, in the near or further future. Uh, One hundred percent. I'm looking forward to that, and we will jam. We will. I promise. Although I'm not. I'm not a a chuka chuka metal <laughs> guitar player. I I I can fake my way in, into okay. it. Eh? I'll um, try not to be the butcher that much. Uh, my, I, I I have absolutely no problem with that because uh, no no but anyway. Arvid, thanks a lot. Thank you very um, much. Victor. It was really a pleasant and a joy having you. Thanks also for being so open and authentic because that's actually what I appreciate about you. You're really a no-bullshit guy and um, I wish you all uh, uh, luck and good uh, and success. And I'm, I'm pretty sure WeGroup is going to yeah, have a very lucrative and a very positive future ahead with you and your team. Thank you very much, Peter. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Peter here. Thanks a lot for listening to What's On Your Mind. Looking forward to your opinions and comments. And don't forget to subscribe on psgrow.com and leave your email address to stay tuned for future episodes. Bye!